everyone and welcome back to another episode of our circle i'm rhiannon i'm jess and today we are joined with another guest we're very very happy to have owner of one eleven makeover and beauty content creator l <laughs> welcome to our circle we're super happy to have you with us today thank you i'm happy to be here i'm so nervous but i'm ready to get into it <laughs> oh, well i've known you for so so long and it's been really exciting to see this whole sort of journey of yours sort of just develop and i wanted our viewers to sort of know a bit about you and how you sort of got up and got into the makeup world into the beauty world so when like did this all sort of happen really like what made you want to go into the makeup industry um I can't really think of a point when I was like yes this is what I want to do it's kind of been a bit of a slow burner I guess I was trying to actually think before we started filming this podcast when was that moment when I was like this is what I want to do Mm. and I can't really think of anything I mean I remember being in school or even before that and you know buying the kids magazines and you get the cheap crappy makeup in there (laughs) (laughs) things like that and I used to love all of that kind of stuff and then kind of going into school I remember getting the classic dream up moves with the orange face and the clumpy mascara and foundation lips and I think that was the first time when I really started to try makeup and then it would come around to kind of Christmases and birthdays and then I would nag my mom and dad to buy me eyeshadow palettes and things like that. <laughs> Remembering the dream up moves like I never had those things but everyone around me did but I mean you remember a lot of the girls who went to school with their they're white so a lot of them would have very pale foundation and I didn't understand that you wear foundation according to your skin so I remember once I was putting on like they're like trying it on and stuff when I got home my parents were like what have you done to your face (laughs) I think it's partly that but I also think being quite pale myself I could never find the right skin tone ever I didn't I felt like they didn't really cater to the paler girls and I feel like now it's a lot better I've definitely found Mm -hmm. my color (laughs) but previously I didn't even go near foundation because I was like I well first of all my mum wasn't too happy about me wearing too much makeup but also yeah it was just like ridiculous it wouldn't match my hair literally (laughs) if I wore whatever the palest color was so that's the thing though like but when I was younger when I tried on stuff like like that and it was wrong it put me off kind of wearing it like so Mm -hmm. I don't wear foundation ever because I'm too scared to like match foundation things like and I think I was almost like embarrassed from the way that my parents react and I just wondered how did your parents react when you started um you know wearing makeup and, and but also when you started doing the makeup that you do now where it's like art pieces Yeah, I think when I was in school, I don't think they were too impressed, but they were kind of at that point where it's like, I love makeup, I want to wear it, I'm going to do it regardless. So I definitely was looking very orange walking around school and having makeup (laughs) around my shirt collars, which my mum used to absolutely kill me for. (laughs) But yeah, it it does, it is hard because it does pick you off a little bit. You know, like you said, um, Rihanna, when you try things when you're younger and then as you get older, you're like, oh God, no, because you just don't want to be in that kind of moment again. I think at first they were a bit worried because it's not really um, kind of an industry that's known for making a lot of money. You know, even... Really? Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to be right at the top um, and doing really specific things to earn a lot. So I think at first they were a bit kind of sceptical about it and trying to push me more. Well, not push me, but kind of encourage me to, you know, make sure I got all my qualifications and everything as well. So I still stayed on and did my A-levels and everything. And I actually did beauty therapy um, after my A-levels because I was still really interested in the beauty industry. I just couldn't go to makeup school 
because they are just so expensive. Mm. The one that I wanted to go to was, I think it was 24, 26 grand for two years. Um, wow. And that's no kit, no nothing. That is literally just your tuition. <laughs> oh my God. Um, are you like guaranteed at the end? Yeah, a makeup a line. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that um, kind of makeup school in particular, I actually did work experience there when we were in school okay. and it was amazing. Um, they kind of do work placements with Sky and BBC and films um, because it's within Shepparton Studios as well. So yeah. I'm still in contact with a couple of people who are actually students there and one of them, he has his own makeup line now and really, really successful. Wow. So you definitely do well from kind of going there, but it's just if you have that money to start with. So yeah, that was kind of hard coming out of school because I knew, you know, as well, I couldn't afford to <laughs> pay £26,000 coming out of school to do a makeup course. Right. So I would literally just sit on YouTube and kind of teach myself. And I think at first my mum and dad were a bit like, oh God, what's she doing now? Like every time they open my bedroom door, I'm just sat there with some weird kind of wonderful creation on my face. <laughs> but I think as time's gone on and definitely now, they really appreciate it. And I love getting their reactions when they kind of see what I've what I've done. That's so nice. That's so nice um, that they like that. I actually wanted to ask leading on from that, have you ever had any negative experiences or any like prejudiced opinions about working in the beauty industry from other people? All the time. Yeah. All really? The time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I think in general with kind of working on makeup counters, people are intimidated by you. And I can completely understand that because I've gone on to kind of makeup counters to buy something and the women and girls in general, they seem quite judgy and they're kind of looking you up and down and aren't very welcoming. Um, it does happen. And there are some makeup brands that are known for being like that, no matter where you go. And it is a shame because it kind of tarnishes us all with the same brush, which is right. really frustrating. So I've had people be so unbelievably rude and disgusting in how they kind of speak to me and what they've said. And it's a lot of the time I think it is because they're intimidated because ultimately we are mostly young females we're right. dressed up doled up hair done makeup done often in all black high heels so you know you look you look good and you look powerful so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all kinds of things have happened I mean I've had people tell me that they need to give me Botox and lip fillers some people will come over and sort of say what makeup they're looking for and I've literally had women look at me and point at my face and go but not like yours I don't like like what you've done that's so disgusting <laughs> wow yeah, that's not even the half of it and people how do you are, react how do you react in a moment like that oh, it's hard well, how are you I'm, meant to react <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they could I'm be two really, different things yeah I'm really really fiery so if someone says something I'm like hang on no 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 like, I'm not having this but in that that's situation you. you have to kind of be like and half the time you just can't react and you just mm. have to carry on keep that professional yeah yeah I've just had really weird comments and I think people assume that you're going to be really thick as well and that you don't have a brain mm. why would they ask you the questions then that just is mind-baffling <laughs> why would you ask someone questions with the with the notion that someone just has no knowledge it's mind-baffling to me yeah it's it's a really weird one I mean you do get people that come over and they're so grateful for your help and they really appreciate mm. you I've had women turn around and cry and give me hugs because we've had Aww such a strong emotional connection within that moment whether it's five minutes half an hour an hour mm. and then you get other people that come over and they're just kind of fuming from the offset and mm. have decided straight away just from looking at you that they don't like you sometimes people kind of ease up um I had one lady 
so on Charlotte Tilbury at the airport and she was really rude to me from kind of the offset and in my head I was like I just want to go home I was on a late shift I was tired mm. I couldn't be bothered I was like, I just want to go home like, I do not want to deal with this all day and she was my first customer of the day as well oh, God. Um, and I, yeah and I went to a cupboard and I grabbed one product and I went back and she turned to me and she was like I'm so sorry and she actually apologized oh, and she was nice. just saying yeah and she just said you know she was really stressed because she just left her son so in situations like that some people do recognize actually I'm just taking my bad mood out on you and it happens mm. we've done it like no one's an angel we've definitely <laughs> all done that but yeah. I think being on a makeup counter you definitely get the brunt of that as well and you're on a makeup counter at the airport right how yes. how does that work because my experience of the airport is like go like you know I, I don't usually I mean I, I I'm not saying I'm always late to flights at all I'm usually there way before I need to be but I ne- would never think do you know what this flight needs me to have a makeover on it sort of thing is it is it like that or is it you're just selling products or is it how, do, how does it work at an airport yeah it's a real mix to be honest I mean in the high street typically you have people that will spend more time with you they want to sit down and get a full face but you do still get that in the airport so you kind of have to do a full face of makeup in half an hour if you can at times and some people their gate will literally be being called and they won't want to go until they've got their makeup (laughs) done so yeah it's a real mix really sometimes you get people that literally just want to grab their products and go because they know it's cheaper so they've waited to purchase it but yeah we still do loads of makeovers and things like that so it's good fun my airport experience is that I would go and browse even if I can't afford it even if it's you know it hasn't got the tax on it or whatever duty free I would still go around and like try little samples on my hand and like just because that's something that interests me so yeah yeah I just wanted to know as well I mean it's one thing that you do this but how did you even get into it like I think Jess and I were sort of talking before this and we were saying makeup is like art and art is very subjective like you one person might look at a painting and be like wow that's incredible and someone would be like that's not art so how do you get the verification that you are a makeup artist to start with and then somehow apply that to jobs like how do you even look for the jobs I know this is many questions in one but I just it it fascinates me how you get into this industry yeah um it's kind of you just start from basics you'll be surprised at the amount of people that go into a job on a makeup counter and have no experience and that's exactly what I did when I got my first makeup job so I had done my edibles like I said I qualified as a beauty therapist and that was really good because I learned so much about the skin and what certain cells do and all these different functions of the skin so it was amazing I learned so much and I loved that course and then I applied to work on Benefit Cosmetics so Benefit Cosmetics is kind of known in the makeup industry as being your kind of step into the industry if you want to work on a makeup counter it's like a great starting place most people that you speak to that work on a makeup counter have previously worked on Benefit (laughs) it is a really good fun company to work for especially when you're younger as well but yeah I applied there and initially I got rejected um, and then the second time I got an interview so you kind of do your bog standard one-to-one interview like you would with any job and then for benefit in particular we had to do a kind of role play traffic stopping kind of scenario so they literally shove you straight on the counter for sort of half an hour an hour and you have to go and walk around boots so I was in a boot store walk around boots get customers and get them over to the counter applying products on them so they can see how you interact and things like that and it was petrifying <laughs> I was so scared so they kind of say these are the five products that you can show go and get customers and bring them back and wow. so it was hard and there's there was a lot of girls on the 
counter when I was doing that as well. So it's kind of trying to fight for those customers without being mm. pushy. Like, I, I need this job. I want this job. So that was kind of that interview process. And I initially didn't get um, a call back for that particular role but they called me back a couple of months later and I got a Christmas temp role and then that got made permanent which was amazing and they kind of just train you so each counter is different you have obviously your basics in terms of application and hygiene and sort of standards on the counter they're pretty much very much the same for every counter that you would work on some would have slightly different rules and things for their brand but yeah you just get trained up and like I said I would literally just sit in front of my laptop in front of my iPad in my room and just paint my face every single night <laughs> I used to come home from sixth form sort of do all the homework and everything I had to do and I just sit there and practice so I think it's different for person to person but I think learning on the job is definitely sort of the best way to go if you're going down the kind of makeup counter path. And so your current role is is a new role in itself isn't it? It's a new role within the company that you work with but it's also new like I wouldn't have heard of this before maybe five years ago or maybe even even less than that. Um, how, how do you prepare for something that's kind of brand new and it's online? Yeah, it was really strange. So I work for Charlotte Tilbury in Terminal 5. So that is kind of where my contract is. And obviously, because of the pandemic and everything was furloughed and wasn't able to work. And then I went back to work in um, August just for six hours a week. And then in I think it was September time they announced the virtual services role. No one really knew what it was. It was just this kind of online role. And I thought, you know what, if this is going to be full time and I can actually earn a proper wage, then I'm just going to go for it. And I love everything social media anyway. Mm. And during lockdown, I built up my kind of makeup account. I was doing different makeup looks every day just to keep me busy anyway. So I applied for the job and got it. And essentially what the virtual services role is, is everything that we would do in store, but it's just done via a camera and via online so how you would approach the counter and ask for a color match and to try a foundation and get recommendations we do that exact same job but it's just done via camera I'm just so baffled how that how that works like (laughs) how because I I always think of like putting swatches and things on my hand to know especially like I said my concern is always to get the right color for my skin so how Mm -hmm. does that work online how do I know that it's going to be my color yeah it can be quite difficult but because I know the brand and I know the shade so well Mm. I could literally put someone in near enough guess the exact shade that they're going to be so because I know the brand and the colors and the product so well it's actually really easy and I can't speak for everyone that works on a makeup counter, but usually you'll see someone walking past. And if it looks like they're going to walk over to the makeup counter straight away, you're going this color, this color, this product, this wow. would look good on them. It's just kind of, it just comes to you naturally because that's what you have to do. You have to, in that moment, quickly analyze someone, look at kind of their style, their eye color, hair color, complexion, sort of all of that, put it together and then recommend products. So it's the exact same thing on camera. So when we do it online, we would maybe ask what other brands and other shades they use. And we can use like a foundation finder and that will narrow it down. Um, I sometimes look at the swatches of foundations that they already use online. It's hard to explain, but because I know the product so well, it just makes the job a lot easier anyway. And Charlotte Tilbury is amazing because in the UK it is different sort of across the globe. In the UK, we have like a 30 day free exchange and refund. So even if you did get matched via virtual contact, consultation and you got the foundation and thought actually it's not quite the right shade for me you can just send it back and swap it for another one so you're not stuck with 
a full-size mm. product that you're never going to use. Oh, wow, that's really good. You were saying earlier that you really enjoyed doing a skincare course. Yeah. How important is skincare in relation to makeup? I personally have been focusing way more on skincare during like since becoming a mum not really going out as much but also during the pandemic I don't feel like I need to wear makeup every day um Mm. so how how important do you think skincare is so important I think people underestimate the importance of a good skincare routine and it's not just for makeup it's to take care of yourself like the skin is the biggest organ in the body how can you not kind of wash your face and moisturize it's the same kind of when you get out of the shower and you feel like your skin feels a little bit tight and a bit dry your face is exactly the same you need to keep hydrated and Mm. clean properly and wash properly so it's really really important I mean there are a lot of skincare products that are probably not necessarily needed or a bit gimmicky but yeah it's really important I always kind of explain it to customers as you wouldn't just go in say when you're painting a wall you wouldn't just slap the paint on you would prep the wall and kind of maybe right. get a base color down and it's exactly the same for when you're doing makeup you need to get your kind of canvas prepped if you like before you go in with the paints so would you say so that you're sort of um you're on equal fields with like skincare and makeup like you sort of hold them both at the same just for different reasons if that makes sense I, I would say skin skincare is more important in terms of kind of for everyone skincare definitely comes out on top but in terms of sort of my knowledge and my passion it's definitely kind of level playing field I was going to ask you you said there are certain products that are more gimmicky what would you say for someone who maybe uh, wants to invest in skincare but doesn't want to spend too much and buy like loads of sort of serums and things like that what would you say are like the basic fundamental skincare items that someone would need good question (laughs) well it definitely is going to depend person to person sort of skin type if you have acne or anything like that but in terms of your absolute basics it would be a cleanser toner and a moisturizer so your cleanser is just your face wash to wash your face morning and night toners are really great there's lots of different types some have a lot of alcohol content in and they can actually be quite stripping for the skin so it's really good to have a really nice hydrating toner to add that hydration back in after you've washed your face Um, and then a moisturizer as well and an SPF definitely SPF so many people don't wear an SPF and it's really really important I always have a go at people I'm like pick a factor 50 on now I don't care if you're stuck in the house put it on you need it I think that's really starting to pick up now I think a lot of people are realizing you need to wear SPF every day yeah and I think lockdowns helped with that as well I feel like the rise in kind of the love for skincare has skyrocketed friends and family and just seeing things online as well I feel like skincare is really kind of taken the shine over makeup a little bit now interesting so that's actually something that I wanted to ask you about so with everything being online do you feel like um social media has helped the beauty community because my knowledge of makeup is very different to say like yours and Jess's like Jess has got sort of traditional sort of makeup brands before um social media and YouTubers I was just like oh I just don't care whereas like <laughs> now I because I absolutely consume YouTube all the time and um and I love Instagram and things like that that's made me more aware of makeup like YouTube YouTube MUAs makeup artists that's it do you think that that's helped then do you feel like social media has helped the beauty community or do you reckon it's sort of um affected other beauty products at all or anything like that yeah I think it's helped massively um the power of social media is 
really real. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do the job that I'm doing now without social media. I just don't think it would work at all. A big part of my role is to kind of be um, an ambassador for Charlotte Tilbury, for example. So I'm always posting tutorials and I do it because I enjoy it and it is a passion of mine, but also it really does help with my job as well. And, you know, I might meet someone kind of on a virtual service and they then find me on Instagram so you can stay connected. So it's great. But in terms of kind of brands and things like that, I definitely think it's a great help because you've got kind of smaller brands and sort of small business owners. All it takes is one video to go viral on TikTok or a big star kind of makeup artist to use it. And then that's it. It sells out. So the power of social media, yeah, definitely is it's helped massively. Do you know one thing that's um, cropped to mind was when Kylie Jenner started lining her lips and those Mac yeah. was it Teddy? I can't remember. I I got it. Yeah, somehow. Velvet Teddy. I got that one as well. Velvet Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I remember completely selling out because I remember trying to buy it again and just couldn't find it anywhere. I, I ran out and bought Velvet Teddy as well. It was just sold out everywhere. It was like gold dust. If you managed to get a Velvet yeah. Teddy Mac lipstick, like. <laughs> yes finally (laughs) obviously no one did but yeah it's it's so true and it happens all the time you'll notice a blogger will put something up and it just sells out so quickly I was literally just about to say the first things that come to mind like James Charles Jeffrey um Jeffrey Star as well but Jeffrey wait am I thinking of the right one yeah Jeffrey Star what's the other one Patrick Star that was the other one I was thinking of yeah the Shane Dawson and Jeffrey Star, did you follow anything that was happening when they were doing their whole makeup brand? Because Jess yeah. and I really got into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I've completely kind of stepped away from that now because of all the scandals and everything. Right. I wasn't really kind of aware of all of that, to be honest. Okay. Um, so kind of since then, I haven't really paid any attention to either of them, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, fair them. enough. Yeah. In terms of when they did that whole series, I was just hooked. It was just really amazing. I mean, regardless of what you think of the man, you know, the kind of being able to show the whole process of how you make makeup. And that was what I loved. Yeah. And the meetings and everything. It was just mind blowing. And it Mm. is just absolutely crazy. And Obviously, that happens with literally every single product that comes out on the market. And I think people underestimate the hard work that goes behind a product. So, yeah, you might get a cream that's kind of 70, 80 pounds. And of course, you might be able to get a slight dupe or whatever, but it's what goes into it and what goes behind it. And I think that series was so great because you could see that. Um, Mm. I I loved it. I thought it was amazing because no one had ever done anything like that before. That's exactly what I thought. Like And like you said, you know, no one had done it. So it was just really, really interesting for, for me just to see how every, and it made me have a new appreciation for makeup. I still don't use it as much, but I completely, when I now look at stuff, I'm like, wow, like the packaging and blah, 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 because you, just, you, you do sort of think of everything now that you recognize someone's had to sit down and choose the color for this, the shape for this, the things that go into it. And it's a lot of work and a lot of man work, a lot of teamwork. It's, it's kind of crazy how big the behind the scenes of the beauty industry is yeah definitely I mean and kind of in that series as well you would see them with the different formulations for the Mm. eyeshadow palette for example and then how is it going to look when it's in the palette and kind of taking colors out and moving them around and Mm. all the different designs for the packaging it is a really long process and I kind of wish more brands would do something like 
like that because I think it would actually make me want to invest in the brand more and buy from them Mm. more if I could really see what kind of goes on behind the scenes as well but yeah that was an amazing series I did really enjoy that. I think like you said actually um, it would make you want to invest because when the the, what's it called like the day that it went on sale Mm -hmm. I wanted to go buy and I went to look but it already sold out and I was like oh god (laughs) but I think you're right I think that is probably something that other companies should maybe consider because it sort of does get it it, uh, builds the relationship with um the the customer before they've even sort of bought the product which is quite clever actually I think yeah definitely probably lots of legal things behind it but they can't show too much and I feel like Jeffree Star could almost kind of get away with that Um, and so I understand why brands don't do it but it would be absolutely Mm. amazing even if you kind of just saw what their sort of factories or warehouses yeah definitely anything yeah it would be great to see do you have any favorite I guess makeup influencers or you know youtubers or Instagram have you got any favorites that you like following or you know watching yeah I kind of dip in and out of YouTube it's always been something that I've watched and there's certain people that I always go back to like James Charles is a big one that I watch I just think he's absolutely hilarious and some people slate him because he does use a hell of a lot of face tune but he does say that you know in his pictures and when you look at his Instagram so I think mm. he's not deceiving people he's saying yeah I face tune my face but the talent and you know he's so young as well and mm. everything that he's mm. achieved and yeah so I love him um Jamie Genevieve um absolutely love her she's amazing she's just so kind of down to earth and I just sort of sink into my bed when I watch her she's just so relaxed (laughs) I could just sort of watch her all day but I'd say they're kind of my main two um but I love just finding loads of sort of different random YouTubers Mm. that I haven't watched before as well you touched earlier on um dupes Mm. I just wondered what what's your opinion on dupes I kind of have mixed opinions you know I understand that a lot of the luxury and high-end brands it's not affordable for everyone to be honest I wouldn't go out and buy half of it the reason that I do is because of the industry I'm in I am really really lucky to get a lot of discounts on these amazing brands so that's how I'm able to afford more kind of luxurious and expensive things but if I didn't have access to that discount I probably wouldn't invest in it so Mm. or it would be more of a treat kind of like a one-off treat rather than a regular sort of purchase so being able to have dupes of these sort of luxurious expensive items I think is definitely needed yeah I was gonna ask because Primark Beauty uh, a lot of their stuff is that's basically what it is they're copying the same formulas the same everything and even the same packaging I remember when uh, KKW did a nudes collection I would say within a month there was a, a nudes collection in Primark, same sort of, same packaging, same sort of, I think maybe they just called it something else. I can't, maybe they called it Naked. Well, no, they can't. That's a makeup brand as well. I can't remember what they called it, <laughs> but it was something along the lines of that. For me, again, because I'm not someone who invests in makeup, that's handy for me because I'm like, fine, yeah. if, I, if I want to just spend like two pounds on something, then fine. It works for people like me, but I also recognise that you said that is literally a copy. I think there's a difference between being like, you know, I've got my favorite 30 pound lipstick, but I managed to find one that is almost the same color and it only cost me five pounds. So then having another company that literally copies every single aspect. I mean, Jackie Ina was one. She's another really great YouTuber that I watched. She um, launched this candle range and then Makeup Revolution did it. And they basically ripped her off. And there was kind of a really big debate around that because she was a black woman as well. And that's kind of been a known thing within the beauty industry, particularly with black women where their beauty ideas are stolen and kind of a bigger brand, if you like, takes that. So there's also similar 
yeah, there was something similar with um, Beauty Bakery and Huda Beauty. I am really mixed kind of on the edge with it. I think dupes are great, but I just think when it comes down to ripping off the exact same packaging and things like that, that I don't really agree with and kind of names and things like that. Do you feel like they should almost have like a royalties, like they should be giving some of their proceeds or something to the person who had made? I I don't think so, but just kind of put their own spin on it you can do a color or a launch that's similar so for example Primark with the KKW especially being in the UK because you know customs and people won't want to order that but to rip off the packaging and have it almost looking identical I just think that's wrong yeah that's kind of my I'm sort of on the fence with that one I agree with it but then I also don't <laughs> right my next question if you don't mind Um, answering this is how much do you spend on makeup a year because I know that you said that you get discounts from loads of different brands so yeah do you mind answering that question (laughs) that's actually a really hard question I don't know but then would that be makeup that you're using on other people and clients or is it just yourself like do you buy makeup for both yeah yeah so it's definitely separate so for example last year I spent probably a couple of grand on beauty products but that's because I was setting up my freelance kit so kind of in the first lockdown I sort of fell out of love a little bit with makeup I think just because work was so full-on and really hectic and it was just kind of draining day-to-day life you know when you kind of get it's like groundhog day and then when we got into the first lockdown and I started doing all my makeup and everything all the different looks and social media again I was like right I'm gonna do freelance again because it's something I really enjoy I love doing weddings and everything like that so I thought I'm going to start building my kit up now and it is just so expensive and I think people underestimate the cost of beauty products and obviously like I said I do get discounts on some brands because of the industry that I'm in but they're still really expensive I mean for example I've got two moisturizers in my freelance kit and they're 75 pounds each often you'll get people that might book in with you or ask for a quote and you quote them and they're like oh I can get it cheap and it's like that's great you go get it cheaper that's fine but you know it's time it's the products it's everything so yeah the products are really really expensive I have to insure my whole kit because if that gets stolen or anything like that then I would be screwed (laughs) so that's definitely separate to personal on kind of a personal level I don't actually spend too much I would maybe say maybe about 50 pounds a month or so I wouldn't actually say that it's that much you know with the role that I'm in I'm really lucky that we do get gifted a lot of products as well so Mm. when there's a new launch where I would normally probably jump at the chance and buy that I'm actually really lucky now where I get gifted that because I need it for my job so that's definitely saved me a lot of money I guess if I had to say kind of a monthly sort of figure I'd say maybe sort of 50 60 pounds in terms of the year it's really hard because it just does depend if I'm buying stuff for my kit but yeah last year the the bank account took a big hit with <laughs> I mean it especially as like makeup's got a shelf life so yes you've got to replace that fairly often mm-hmm. when and especially like during the pandemic when you're not able to do your makeup artistry like how that must have been so like you must have not even bothered to kind of replenish maybe the things you would have done as often because of covid 
Yeah, so because I stopped doing freelance for quite a while, I'm actually quite lucky that when I started getting my freelance kit in the first lockdown, I was starting from scratch. So actually all of it is unopened. So it's fine in terms of shelf life because like the moisturizers, it's only kind of got a six month shelf life from when you actually open it. So it's wow. absolutely fine just sat there, thank God, because of the cost <laughs> of them. But yeah, over time you do need to replenish things. And you know, if you're doing clients and you have a particular kind of shade range that's more popular or eyeshadow palettes eyeliners lip liners they're all these little things that you do need to get and kind of replenish often so yeah I think it just depends on the kind of circumstance and what's going on when I'm kind of back and doing freelance again I'll definitely be spending more money unfortunately (laughs) you ever um I I don't know if this is like a big no-no or not but do you ever use your kit makeup for yourself yeah sometimes not very often if there's maybe like an odd eyeliner or something that I haven't got in my kind of personal makeup bag but I want to do a certain look then yeah because it's all cleaned and sanitized anyway and I just think if the makeup artist wouldn't use their own kit on themselves then why the hell are you letting them put it on you (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah so yeah I don't really have any qualms about that but I do try and avoid doing that it's only if I'm maybe doing a creative look just for fun or something Thing on myself and right. a certain color or pigment or something then I will occasionally dip in but in terms of kind of bronzers and powders and standard things like that I don't because you do just eat into that and I need to try and save money not spend more yeah. have you got a um like a favorite thing to do on someone's face or like as in like do you prefer doing eye looks or do you prefer face like what's your favorite part of makeup to do on someone I think face is probably my favorite I mean I love doing eyeshadow and eye looks and everything like that but doing kind of nailing that face and just making someone look really fresh and glowy and gorgeous and sun-kissed I just love that and I love bridal makeup that's definitely my favorite to do and that is typically very kind of dewy and glowy and fresh looking and very light on the eyes with often a nice nude lipstick so that's definitely the makeup that I just absolutely love so yeah I love doing wedding makeup that's definitely my favorite do you have like a least favorite like if someone requests something in particular you're like oh god I really don't want to be doing this today or like why does anyone want to do that sort of thing do you have any of those I think it's more when people go to book in with me but the kind of makeup that they want is that kind of Instagram glam the very very full coverage I'm sure you've probably seen photos of it where you know often someone does look like a different race unfortunately when they've got their foundation on and it's just so heavy I personally don't like that just because that's not my style and I don't do that kind of makeup so yeah if someone kind of wants that style just oh for god's sake (laughs) because I really don't enjoy doing it I like to do makeup that enhances someone's natural features and doesn't hide them and I just think with some makeup it can really actually do more harm than good in a way you know there's certain styles where actually less is more and Mm. you make someone look younger and fresher and really enhance their eye color or you know just anything you don't need to overload with too much product so do you have a favorite brand that you don't mind spending that little bit extra on personally I actually really love Charlotte Tilbury so I have invested in magic cream I wear the night cream I wear the eye rescue cream and that's obviously not cheap I think I can't yeah. remember now. I think it's a funny name. <laughs> well, I feel like I need it as I get less sleep. And <laughs> yeah, and I don't mind spending a little bit more on those because actually I think they last quite a while as well. I feel like I don't need to use too much of it. And even though like at first, like the eye cream, I thought, whoa, that's it looks quite small. 
but actually you only need like the tiniest dab of it and it's actually lasted me such a long time so I don't mind investing in that are there any brands that you that are a bit more top end that you don't mind spending that bit more on in terms of brands that I use there's not really a great kind of scope I do genuinely love Charlotte Tilbury is actually one of my all-time favorite brands I mean I used them for a couple of years before I started working for the brand so like you, I invested in pretty much all of their products before I even worked for them. So I would always treat myself to maybe a new launch or something that I'd been eyeing up for a while. So Charlotte Tilbury is definitely one. I wouldn't really say there's too many others, to be honest. A lot of my other stuff is more kind of drugstore and kind of cheaper brands. Um, so in terms of luxury, Charlotte Tilbury is basically my whole makeup bag. And then I have little bits from maybe Lancome or NARS, which are kind mm. of the same price point or similar price point. But yeah, I would wouldn't say I splurge kind of too much on on anything really. What would you recommend then to someone like myself or you know someone who doesn't either want to invest in a higher end product or is just simply they can't afford it and they just want to find something that's decent isn't going to harm their skin that you would trust that's like from a super super drug sort of store or something drugstore. Yeah there's loads of different brands now and I think over the years it's really come a long way. When I started to get into makeup kind of that drugstore makeup it was pretty shocking <laughs> in terms of kind of color ranges quality packaging everything it was just all a bit naff to be honest mm. but now when you walk in there I walk into a super drug and boots and I'm like yes it's like heaven because it's just like a candy store it's just right. so much fun and I feel like everything's come a really long way and I think social media has had an impact on that as well definitely the kind of trends and what people actually want so there's loads of great brands I mean L'Oreal is absolutely amazing for a cheaper foundation I'm not really sure what their prices are now um, but the L'Oreal True Match you'll find a lot of makeup artists have that in their kit as well because it is a great staple foundation got Rimmel number seven is really good and I feel like it's quite underrated people don't really go to number seven too often but they have... I don't know why I think of my grandma when I think of number seven <laughs> I was gonna say that because I didn't want to offend anyone <laughs> I, I don't I said it <laughs> I think I, I stay away from anything personally that I don't feel is very natural so I'm someone who prefers things that are either that state that they're cruelty free that they're vegan that mm. I know most of the ingredients that have gone into it but I think yeah. it's sometimes just easier when you can when you know that a brand has all of that you don't have to keep looking on everything yeah I think a lot of brands nowadays are more um cruelty free and vegan mm. I mean I'm not vegan or vegetarian myself in terms of kind of diet and everything but in terms of the products that I purchase I am I don't wear any kind of makeup or anything that has been tested on animals or I think near enough everything is vegan as well in my kit there's not that much <laughs> and you'll find that a lot of brands are following that trend because that's mm. what people want um I mean false eyelashes is another big one as well sort of just going off on a tangent with this but people buy mink eyelashes all of the time and I was actually a bit naive I didn't really realize what mink was when I was mm. kind of starting to get into lashes and then I found out and I was like oh my god that is vile and I think at that point I'd maybe had one pair of mink lashes and I threw them in the bin and I felt disgusted with myself just because I wasn't aware of what it was but you can get amazing dupes you can get the faux mink lashes you know things like that it really frustrates me when I see people buying things that are tested on animals or you know mink lashes and things like that because I just don't think there's a need for it you can walk into for example boots and there's so many amazing brands that are cruelty free and don't test on animals which is amazing Amazing. Number seven, like I said, definitely a really good brand. And yeah, Jess, I think definitely people do look at it and think yeah, it's for old people. Um, 
<laughs> they I think it's just because um of how it used to be but it's definitely had a few makeovers kind of in the last few years and mm. they have some amazing products skincare and makeup and they're really affordable and they do loads of deals and discounts and stuff as well they deserve our attention again <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um collection is is another really good one as well they do amazing kind of concealers and it's my go-to yeah yeah really it's so good. cheap as well love it yeah and it's great because even if you do use something that's higher end but then one month you can't afford it it's amazing that you can just pop into your local super jugs and boots and you can just pick up something that is a bit of a dupe or quite similar and you're still going to get that same sort of outcome when you when you wear it as well what do you think of eyelash extensions is that a, a annoying as a makeup artist to have someone with Um, extensions on like do you have to be more careful or is it fine like it doesn't affect it it can be it depends on the kind of style that they have if they have really thick heavy lash extensions and then they also want quite a full-on eyeshadow look it can be a bit annoying because all of the pigment will fall into the lashes so you have to Mm. constantly comb their lashes through but being really gentle to not kind of pull and tug them so it can be a little bit frustrating because you just kind of want to blow on their eye to get it all (laughs) off because that's gross (laughs) so yeah it, it is a lot easier if someone is just kind of natural and doesn't have extensions but it doesn't matter if they do you just kind of get used to it and work around it but I definitely prefer doing makeup on people that, that don't have them but that's just a personal preference do you feel the same way about microblading so the the tattooed eyebrows is that is that another thing that you have to be careful with when doing people's eyebrows or are they not that I don't even understand it are the eyebrows gone <laughs> Um, often no um it depends on the person I don't really find those annoying at all to be honest it's only if they've maybe gone somewhere that doesn't really do microblading properly and they haven't done a good job then the color of it it can sometimes be a bit purple so you have to kind of correct it and then go back over it sort of a brown tone or whatever color that they want for their brows but no that's fine in terms of if they have hair or not it really depends I mean I had microblading quite a few years ago I personally hated it I hated the way it looked but I wanted it at the time I mean it creates kind of more of a fuller shape so my eyebrows are quite sparse so I fill my eyebrows in when I do my makeup to make them look fuller and thicker but microblading is great for brows for people you know that don't have any maybe because of a disease you know alopecia or cancer or anything like that so it's amazing but yeah if it's not done properly then it can be a little bit annoying because the color can be a little bit funky looking sometimes (laughs) can you remember your earliest memory of makeup of wearing makeup because for me when I was younger my mum started sort of letting me wear um, lip glosses and I don't know if you ever had these, but do you remember Juicy Tubes? I think yeah. they're by Lancome. Yeah. My mum used to buy me those and I had like little mini ones and I always used to have it in my bag with me. And that was like, I felt so grown up and I absolutely loved it. So that's my earliest memory. Do you have one? Yeah, I think definitely lip balms and lip glosses. I remember having the rollable lip glosses. I don't know if you had those, yeah, yeah. but I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. And as well, I remember going into body shop when I was really young and getting the scented lip balms because they had a bit of a tint of colour to them. Mm. So I think that was probably one of the earliest, sort of aside from the kind of cheap sort of makeup, if you like, from some <laughs> and things yeah. like actually going into a shop and buying it. It was definitely lip glosses and lip balms as well. I wanted to kind of ask, I know you have your Instagram of one of a makeover is that something that you're hoping to sort of build from like do you have any sort of without sounding like an interviewer here like (laughs) you know too much of a job interview like have you got sort of like a plan that you want to do with this could we be seeing one elevator makeover 
makeup line coming out or something in the future is that what you would like or is it not that sort of route what what's sort of in the future Uh, I'm quite kind of open in terms of what happens on my path in terms of kind of the brand I work for in Charlotte Tilbury I definitely want to progress with them so in my mind I've got that kind of progression route down and kind of working on that now Um, and then personally with kind of one earl of a makeover it's just really making sure that freelance takes off when we are out of lockdown and I can paint faces again and it's been amazing because I've actually booked a few weddings while in lockdown which is just super exciting yeah I'm just really hoping they still go ahead (laughs) (laughs) both for the brides but also for me because I'm so excited for it yeah when I was younger I always wanted to do YouTube and kind of be that person on screen that someone watched so I'm kind of building up to doing that I just need sort of a little bit of a kick up the bum and a bit of a confidence base to do that (laughs) because the idea of it is quite scary yeah I'm not sure really I definitely want to make something of it you know to be kind of like a blogger or an influencer I don't know if I like the term influencer come with bad connotations I always ignore the bad connotations because I think the fact of the matter is you are influencing people that is what you're doing and majority of the people are trying to do something good with that so I think own the title Mm -hmm. be an influencer yeah that's true that is very true so I think having a big makeup account that people can come to and they know that they can trust me because I'm not just gonna sort of shove things down their throat because I want to make some quick cash yeah I want to be someone that's kind of honest and sort of girl next door that anyone can sort of talk to and I like to think I'm like that now and I've built like a really nice community on there already so yeah just kind of pushing that and growing that further and then hopefully taking that down different avenues as well amazing so I think what we'll sort of we like to end our episodes with a couple of things but with guests we like to ask them what makes up your circle whether that's in your life your whole being what makes up your circle well it's got to be mum and dad I can't leave them out mum dad sister nephew good definitely my dog Alfie is just my best friend so definitely my dog and then in terms of other things it would just be kind of the beauty industry in general because it's just such a huge passion of mine um Italian food oh nice so that is that is is in my circle a bit of knocking and pizza is up there as well (laughs) and I'd say friends and the gym love it maybe a bit boring but that is not at all Is that Italian food? I think that's the best circle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we also like to end with talking about a small business, a charity or organisation. And I believe that you have one lined up to tell us about. Yes. So the charity that I wanted to mention is Look Good, Feel Better. So Look Good, Feel Better is an amazing charity that I've actually worked with before. And they help to empower women who are about to go through their cancer treatments, are going through it or have kind of come out the other side and they hold masterclasses and they gift kind of goodie bags full of skincare and makeup and they have these lessons to you know teach them how to draw on their eyebrows and how to look after their skin and it's really really emotional and when I did it it's kind of hard to not just stand there and burst into tears but it's so empowering because these women are amazing and so strong and mm. yeah the charity is just great so that's sort of the charity that I wanted to to shout about today. Amazing thank you so much for sharing that with us we're going to make sure that that is on our Instagram post that we put up and it is in the description for our YouTube channel and I can't remember where else we put this but <laughs> it will be everywhere on our social media <laughs> um, and also just a heads up for our listeners to make sure that you subscribe to our channel we have a bonus video coming with Ellen that you do not want to miss so head over there and 
subscribe to our channel and please, please follow One L of a Makeover on Instagram. You're going to find so many amazing looks and hopefully she'll be the new influencer of the year on YouTube and everything else. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you'll come back and we can talk more about all of the amazing stuff that you've been up to. Yeah, definitely. I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. Oh, great. And um, yeah, check us out on social media as always. And we'll see you for our next episode. Bye.